podcast movement 2017 is in the books. And today on episode number 581, I will be sharing some of the insights, some of the behind the scenes stuff. I'm going to give you some insights into the hardest exercise I ever had to do. We also have it because of my podcast story. Wait till you hear it. Check it out. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005, I am your personal podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, welcome aboard. Here's the deal. I'm going to help you massage your message. I'm going to help you tackle that technology that's been just freaking you out. I'm going to help you face your fears, flatten that learning curve, and get you not on the road of just podcasting, because look, you can go watch a bunch of outdated YouTube videos and do that. I'm going to get you going in the right direction headache-free. Our website is schoolofpodcasting.com. While you're there, use the coupon code LISTENER, that's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, and that will save you when you sign up. Well, let's talk a little podcast movement, shall we? I got to tell you, it was a ton of fun, and I know it's a lot of money to go to these things, but let me give you some of my first impressions of Podcast Movement 2017. First of all, nothing is cooler Nothing than getting picked up at the airport by fellow podcaster Marcus Couch from WordPress Plugins A to Z. I haven't seen Marcus in about 10 years, but I consider him like one of my top online friends. We used to talk all the time on Skype. We go back to the days of Pod Show. Look that up on uh, Wikipedia. And uh, we cranked some cool metal on the way to the Marriott, and it was like old time. So, Marcus, man, it was great to see you. Then I get to the Marriott, and I get to meet my co-host for the first time in person, Jim Cullison from the Average Guy Network. We do a show called Ask the Podcast Coach on Saturday mornings. Check it out, askthepodcastcoach.com. It's every Saturday, 1030 Eastern, I should say. And so then I go over to his table, and who's who's sitting there? None other than the one and only Steve Stewart and, of course, Mike Dell. And uh, so for me, the summer camp aspect is in full effect completely. The coolest thing I heard was relayed to me by Paul Culgan, another person I've known for over 10 years, and it came from Dan Class. Now, you'll hear more about Dan Class in a second, but Dan is a former comedian, and he shared how often at like comedy clubs, you know, it's like coming to the stage, you know him from blah, 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 and then they have another guy and another guy and another guy. But if you think about that, when you have multiple comedians in an evening, Dan said, don't forget They all use the same microphone. And I went, ooh, that's a good one. So that'll be a session I'll be listening. I have the virtual ticket. And uh, because you think about it, I know last episode we talked about the Sound Devices Mix Pre 3. It is a really cool unit. I'm using it for the last time as we record this. And uh, But it's not about the tech. It's not about the tech. It's about the content. Then... I roomed with my other one of my other co-hosts, Eric K. Johnson. You might know him from PodcastTalentCoach.com. And just a super nice guy. If you are worried about your content, I'm telling you, Podcast Talent Coach is the guy to go see. And he had stated that it would be awesome. This was kind of like a, a weird Christmas miracle kind of thing. He was like, it'd be cool if I could meet a web developer who needed help with their podcast. As Eric was a podcaster, a podcast consultant, who kind of needed a little help with his website. I get in the elevator. Every time I got in the elevator, 
I would just look down. Everybody had their badge on and be like, so tell me about your show. And I've said this before. You cannot be shy when you go to these things. And I introduced myself to everyone in the elevator. And it turns out that, yep, one of the people is a web designer thinking of starting a second podcast, but need a little bit of help of it uh, with it. And so we get out of the elevator. And one of the first people we run into is, you guessed it, Eric. I really thought like it was almost like a Christmas movie kind of thing. Like I really thought it was going to like start snowing in the middle of the uh, the lounge there at the Marriott. It was really, really cool. And speaking of, of connecting people. Uh, I saw this guy all over the place. Harry Duran. Do you know Harry Duran? Harry Duran from Podcast Junkies. He's that cool kind of mellow dude. The Harry Duran, the podcaster's voice. Harry Duran. I love And for the record, Larry. Larry. Larry? Seriously? We're going to sit. Okay. Harry. See, I'm excited and my mouth has decided to uh, leave early, apparently. Podcast Junkies is a great show. I need to have Harry come on with a little behind of the stories of that. Cause he is the epitome of a guy that's not sitting there with six questions ready to ask the same to everyone. And then he's hanging out with Dr. Ryan Gray, who does a, uh, he, here's a guy. Are you ready for this? Everybody's like, Oh, mom wanted me to be a doctor. Yeah. He was a doctor. And he, uh, he as far as I know, he's not practicing anymore and he does podcasting full time. He's at uh medical school, HQ.net. Mark Johansson was there from podcastgeargroup.org. It's always great to see Mark. And uh, they're hanging out. Harry introduces me to Natalie Jennings, who happens to be taking headshots at a fairly reasonable price. And I'll have links to her website. It's uh, NatalieChampaJennings.com. Like I said, I'll have a link out in the show notes. At a reasonable price. And she shows me a few samples of people. Like on her phone. Like she had a picture of somebody in their Libsyn shirt. And it looked phenomenal. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. If you can take a normal person and make them look wow, I am in. So I, I say this. I have not seen my photos yet that she took of me. I saw a couple on her camera. And they looked really good. And uh, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. But that's another one where I happen to be at the right place, the right time, happen to know Harry. He's like, hey, do you know Natalie? Oh, yeah, get a headshot. So, Harry, thank you so much for the recommendation. And uh, Natalie is is awesome. She's just, and plus she's just hilarious. So hanging out with uh, Harry, uh, Ryan, and Natalie was great fun. I, I did get to go to one session. Now, as a vendor, because I work for Libsyn, uh, most of the time I'm standing at the booth and uh I did get to go to Paul Culligan's session. He said it'd be really good if somebody was from uh, somebody from Lipson was at that, and it was a great session. He was talking about how the whole uh, Amazon Echo, the Google Home, and eventually the the Apple version of Amazon Echo, whatever I forget what they're calling that. And he explained, and I didn't know this: if you're in Google Play Music, you're also on the Google Home, that little portable audio speaker that you go, "Hey Google," and then you ask it, you know, what's the uh, you know, flight velocity of a swallow or whatever that goes. And uh, it answers, well, if you put your podcast into Google Play Music, well, it's already on the Google Home portable audio speaker. So that was on. It's like, hmm, I did not know that. I knew I was in Google Play Music, but as far as I know, uh, nobody's using Google Play Music. So that was kind of cool. I also heard about a cool double secret project that's going to make double enders via browser. Very, very cool. And here's how you learn about secrets, if you didn't know this. I'm not telling you what it is. If you can keep a secret, people will tell you them. So I just 
I know now that if somebody goes, oh, I'm going to start using this other service, I'm like, ah, you might want to wait. There's one coming down the pike. So that was kind of cool. Of course, I was also on a panel with Ray Ortega from the Podcaster Studio dot com and podcastersroundtable.com, which I am a co-host of with Daniel J. Lewis from the Audacity to Podcast. And Daniel was on the panel as well as the one and only Addie Saucedo from the podcastplanner.com. And so you get those three people and myself, and we were having quite a lot of fun. And especially our topic was what's inside an RSS feed, which is an insanely nerdy topic. But due to the recent Apple announcements, uh, we had some pretty interested parties, and I thought we pulled it off really well. We had a lot of fun doing it, and uh, the bonus for that for me is I got to hang out with some of my my biggest friends. I mean, I, I hang out with Ray and Daniel and and, and Addy. They're, I see them every year. Uh, I, I'm on the uh, Podcasters Roundtable, so that was a lot of fun for me. But here, are you ready for the coolest thing that I saw at Podcast Movement? And this was something that I don't get to see a lot of sessions. So if you're like, what was the top session? I can't answer that question. We'll talk about that in a minute. I want you to answer that question. But I see some, I did see something. And once I saw it, I saw it happen a couple of different times because I know to look for it. So I meet, uh, I met, I should say, Alessa Dare. She does the uh, Maximize Your Strength show. I met her last year. And I see her again. She's uh, she's just very... Alyssa Darish. I don't know. That makes no sense to you. But when you see her, she's kind of a little firecracker. She's awesome. And I see her on the first night and she's in a group of people and she's talking about Strengths Finder, which is kind of her show. It's that whole Gallup thing. And literally she becomes a ping pong ball. She's just bouncing off the ceiling with energy. She's super nice. It was great to catch up with her. And, and like I say, I met her last year. So the next night I'm standing at this luau event and here comes Alyssa. And I go, Alyssa, what's up, girl? And she's like, I am done, like done. And by that, I mean, I'm done. I mean, she's tired, as many people are, right? They came out of the gate hard. It's like day two. And she is considerably less energetic. And I'm sitting there, and I happen to be talking to Michael Stelsner from Social Media Examiner. Really cool guy. I've known him, and we kind of caught up. I caught up with him. I think I met him two years ago at Podcast Movement. So we're getting caught up. Overwalks Pat Flynn. And by the way, Pat Flynn, you know, he's like such a super nice guy. He's also very funny. And he had me in stitches. And then the subject changed to uh, Pat's Strengths Finder results. Well, that's Alyssa's thing, right? Strengths Finder. And it was like watching a time release video of like a flower blooming. You know, the ones where the, the you have this little bud and it slowly grows and then it crimps up and points its head to the sun to watch the energy come back into her and watch her smile come back and her body language completely changed. It was just amazing to watch. And I saw this a few more times. At one point it was kind of late and uh, people had had a few adult beverages and then I would ask them about their show and then boom, the body language picks up. Their eyes start to widen out a bit. The voice is a little louder. It was amazing to see. And I also saw it another way. This was hilarious. I'm I'm standing at the Libsyn booth. It's towards the end of the day. In fact, I think the booth might have actually been closed. But uh, Danny Pena from Gamertag Radio, who's been on the show, Hall of Fame, I should say, Hall of Fame podcaster, Danny Pena. And he's got his co-host with him, Paris, who is this big, giant, just wow. I'm like, someday if I start lifting weights, I want to look like that dude because he's a big dude. And what was hilarious 
is he got kind of starstruck when Kara, uh, I guess it's Kara Santa Maria from the skeptic stage to the universe walks by and he looks at Danny, he goes, Hey man, I think that's her with a red, with a thing. And Danny's like, go talk to her, man. And, uh, I'm like, and he's like, no, no, I couldn't, couldn't do it. And again, this guy's like six, three, just a giant brick house. And, uh, I think it's kind of funny that he's, he's shy. And I go, Oh, I'll go get her. Well, by this time she's walked halfway across the show floor, which is huge. And she's about ready to go through a door. So I do my best, like Steve Austin, like not the wrestler, but the $6 million man guy. And I'm just sprinting across the floor. You know, people are screaming, you know, go DJ, go. And uh, I, I get out the door and I bring her over to embarrass Paris. And uh, Danny Pena was there. Jim Cullison was there as well from the average TV. And the minute that Paris explained, again, he's kind of fanboying out to uh, Kara. But the minute he explained, no, 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 I really listen to your show, her body language completely changed. And for me, I think of this as being, you know, how in your, you're in your kind of like first impression mode. And then you find out that somebody really listens to your show. And now you're like, you're among family. And her body language completely changed. It was just one of the coolest things that I saw. So again, if you have a topic that you just love to talk about you should be talking about it if it if it well i'll tell you what there is a um i play at the end of my show uh a song by the band king's x it's called if you like what you hear it's actually called go tell someone and by the way i play that with permission from the band and there's a part of the second verse and let me read this to you if it's feeding your soul then go tell somebody If it makes you feel whole, then go tell somebody. Makes you hot when it's cold, then go tell somebody. And they wrap that up at the end of the verse by saying it's judgment time. And what they mean by that is it's it's now. Now is the time to do that. So, And I thought about that as I was watching these people kind of spring out of there. Especially the one about if it makes you hot when it's cold. Because we were. We were a little chilly. At the Liwau, nothing against uh, podcast movement. They have no control over the weather. But uh, it definitely, that's, I, w- I heard that on the way home and I was like, yeah, that's it right there. And so that was the one thing. Now I want to share with you what I did at the, first of all, I lost again at, uh, I, I think I'm at least 0 for 7 or 8 for awards that don't have the word Raz in them. I should point that out or tomato, or something of that nature. Um, I should have kept track. It's somewhere between seven and, and maybe nine. Nine might be a little high. That'll be next year. I'm up for a podcast award, uh, another one, so maybe I'll, I'll break the streak. But uh, I am feeling like the Susan Lucci of uh, podcast awards. So, But uh, I do thank everyone who got me involved with that and voted for me. I appreciate that. So that was the first thing. And, and I even did the... Uh, I did the opposite. Every year I prepare a an acceptance speech. And I thought, you know what? This year I'm going to do the opposite. I'm not going to prepare one. And then maybe we'll do the opposite and I'll actually win. But nope, I was up against me, the feed, Daniel J. Lewis. All my friends were there. And then we always, all of us, get beat by some podcast that none of us have ever heard of, which makes you feel awesome. And uh, it, But for the record, it's always an honor to be nominated. So now that that's done and... 
I told you last week that I thought, hey, what the heck? I can ask, what are they going to do? Say no. I said, hey, I'm a huge fan of The Bitterest Pill by Dan Class. Can I induct this guy into the Hall of Fame? I heard he was going in. I thought all they can say is no. And they said yes, which was cool. And I asked them, I go, how long do I have to do this? They said three minutes. And I thought in my head, you know what? I bet this is one of those times where three minutes is longer than you think it is. And so I sat down, I wrote out my first draft and I had some bits about, uh, you know, the history and podcasting, you know, like, hey, back then we were plugging in iRivers and we were using juice software and it was hard. And this is what it was like back in the day, kids. And I had examples of how the show made me feel. And the fact that uh, at the time when I was listening to that show, I was actually a copier repairman and I was out fixing copiers and I had these orange uh, books with maps that were impossible to figure out where you were, let alone where you were going. And I really didn't like my job at the time. And I was listening to this podcast and the fact that it made me deal with my day a whole lot better. And I, I, I made a joke about uh, the more I talked about the bitterest pill, uh, the more I sounded like a stalker. I listed all his accomplishments. And so I, I was like, okay, that, that should be good. I, I think I can get that under three minutes. And I started the stopwatch on my iPhone and I start talking and I get about halfway through the presentation and I glance over there and guess what? Uh, my phone's at five and a half minutes and I'm only halfway through the presentation. And I was like, ooh, ooh, okay. So Number one, I had to ask myself, and this is what you're like, what does it have to do with podcasting, Dave? When you're getting ready to do an episode, what is the purpose of your episode? Because to me, I had to say, what is the purpose of this presentation? I had to go back, ask myself, look, look, what is this about? And so the purpose was for the person sitting in row seven who had never, you know, had been podcasting maybe since 2015. They had no idea who Dan Class was. It was for me to explain to that person, why is Dan Class going into the Hall of Fame? It wasn't about me. It wasn't about being funny. It was about answering that question. Why is this guy going into the Hall of Fame? And so for me, I felt this was a huge opportunity. It was on a big stage. I didn't want to mess it up. I didn't want to mess it up it up for me, let alone I didn't want to mess it up for Dan. And so basically, it was time to edit because this wasn't going to work. I can talk fast. I can't talk that fast. And so anything about me went out the door, right? This is about Dan Class, not about Dave Jackson, not about how I felt and how I was frustrated. You know, the history lesson of the iRiver and portable players and juice, you know, that's gone. Synchronization cables, that's gone. Most of the stories I had about Dan, they might not go over if you didn't listen to the show. So no inside jokes for... Bitters pill listeners. So only those things that had to be said would be staying. So I started off, I'm like, all right, let's list his accomplishments. And I thought of the funniest things I'd ever heard on his show. One of my favorites was he referred to his two-year-old daughter as Princess Tyrade. And some of the most memorable episodes. And I'll play this at the end of the episode. But he did an episode. It's 102 find it at thebitterspill.com. It's called Mass Murderer. And he talks about what it's like when his uncle was murdered and what it's like walking past. So there's a mass murder at the time. And Dan is talking about walking past TV cameras as he has escorts his mom to the funeral of her brother. And it's just amazing. I highly suggest you check it out. I'll put links to it out in the show notes, schoolofpodcasting.com slash 581. And so I had to point out 
one of the things that was not going to leave, I had to point out that Dan was one of the first to try premium podcasting. Now, this was years before Patreon, and unfortunately, it didn't work very well. It was such a new idea. So that was a negative. So, and I actually had a joke there. I was going to say, hey, Dan reported back that you're not going to get 50% of your audience or 40% or 30 or 20 or, uh, and then just kind of drift off. So I took that joke out. But I thought it was because I was talking about how he was a pioneer, that had to stay. I had to point out that Dan had been sharing stories a decade before Serial, and he was creating engaging stories without a team of 19. That had to stay. And so to me, I had my content, re-recorded it, and not re-recorded, but re-practiced it. I came in just a little under three minutes, and I had to cut more. Because I thought, well, wait a minute, if I'm going to be entertaining at all, I got to leave room for people to uh, to laugh. And also, I was reading really fast. So I cut out a couple other things, got it down to about two minutes and 45 seconds. And the last thing I did, I always tell people, if you can find a target audience, get them to listen to it and give you honest feedback, that's the best thing. So again, Eric K. Johnson, podcasttalentcoach.com to the rescue, was my roommate and I read it to him, and because I was so hypersensitive to running over my three minutes, I started to summarize three different times. He goes, yeah, I don't know if you realize this, but you're kind of going, so here, and over here, and going, so here. He goes, and then at the bottom, you go to wrap it up. He goes, you're actually wrapping up like three different times. Perfect feedback, changed it. Everything was cool. Thanks again to Eric over at podcasttalentcoach.com. So my, my information was set. I still wanted to do something anything to make my induction speech be different than everybody else's. It's kind of in my DNA. I want to do something to stand out just a little bit, just a little bit. And so I'm in the shower and I'm thinking about uh, an old Baptist preacher trick. This is is where you get people to repeat words. So you'll say like, uh, you know, Dave's been podcasting since uh, 2005. Everybody say 2005. Your audience goes 2005. And it's a way to just kind of get them on, get them to stop looking at their phones, basically. And this came to me in the shower. And uh, I thought this would make me stand out. But I was really, 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 really worried about entertaining. I wanted it to be different, but I didn't want to be too funny. Because again, it's not about me. It's not about me being funny. It's about me introducing Dan. Now, looking back at this, it was really stupid because I'm not going to out funny Dan class. He's hilarious. And it's funny. You'll listen at the end that I told myself I'm backstage and I'm just just stick to the script, just stick to the script, just stick to the script. And I didn't. So that was kind of funny. And the other thing, whoever was whistling at me, thank you very much. That made me feel good. I walk out and people are like, you know, who's that? Who's that guy? Because I went to my, uh, I was thinking, like, what should I wear? And I'm like, I know. Let me go for the hot pallbearer look. So I had kind of the men in black look going on. And uh, so in the end, because there are no time limits in podcasting, right? If you want to make a 12-hour podcast, you can. But that doesn't mean you should. And so what did I do? I identified my audience, And I said, you know what? These guys aren't going to get the 2004 jokes. They're not going to get all the old-timey jokes. They're not Dan Class fans. And in some cases, identified my audience. I identified the purpose of this show, of the presentation. And then I did my best to make it 
somewhat entertaining, bring some energy without being too entertaining. I didn't want to take away any of Dan's spotlight. It was about Dan. And I know some of us want to record our podcasts and publish it. And I realize some of us have no time for editing. I'm just here to say that I think everybody can benefit from editing. If you have the time, do it. Because especially if you're doing interviews, because at the end of it, I was really, it's weird. Most of my presentations, I get done and I go, mm, could have done that. Mm, you know, there's always the presentation you want to deliver, the presentation you deliver, and then the presentation that you mm, kind of hoped you had delivered. And this was one where I was walking off the stage going, yeah, that was good. I went off the script for a half a second, but I was very happy with it. So it was very, very cool. So that is my thoughts on podcast movement. It was a great time. Jan and Jan, Jan, see, my mouth is just like, look, you've been talking for five days straight. How about Dan? Dan and Jared. See, that's where Jan came up. Dan and Jared, as well as uh, th- those are the two main guys doing all the heavy lifting. Then you got Gary Leland and, and Mitch, of course. And it was great to see all those guys. Great quality show. Really was. Good times. And uh, I will be back next year. And uh, if you ever think about going... I recommend it. it. It really was a great time. In addition to all the podcast movement stuff, got to hang out with my Florida family, Glenn the Geek, Chris and Katie Kremitzos, uh, Mark Johansson again, v, uh, VP. Yeah, that's what we call him. Yes, Bernie, I know. We're talking the messengers. And um, anytime I talk about the messengers, Bernie gets excited because he's... Yeah, I know. You're in the movie. We all know. You're at the very end. Stay for the credits. Enough. But uh, if you haven't got your copy of The Messengers, this is a documentary that I was uh, involved with. Yes, and Bernie. Bernie was in the movie. Jeez. I tell you what, the ego's out of control with this guy. Uh, Go to themessengersdoc.com. It was really cool. But yes, I know. You were in the movie. Seriously, Bernie, no, I'm not going to tell them to go to BernieTheCatShow.com. We're talking about The Messengers website. Jeez. And uh, there was somebody sitting in front of me, and I said hi. And I know, I, you'll go to the next screening, easy. And uh, so I say hi to them again. I was saying hi to everybody. I'm like, hey, thanks, you know, how's it going? Tell me about your show. And we sit down, and they start showing the movie, and I'm in the movie in the very beginning. Yes, and I know you're in the movie. We're talking about me now. It's not all about you, Bernie. It's not all about you. Easy. Jeez. And so uh, I come on the screen and this woman turns around and looks at me, looks back at the screen. She goes like, that's you. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh, that's me. So uh, thanks to uh, everyone who purchased the movie. We got great reviews because reviews, again, my mouth is just, my mouth is on strike apparently. And uh, at the end of the movie, she's like, look, normally I do not like, you know, if I don't like something, I will tell you that I don't like it. And she goes, I like that. That was really, really good. And I love the fact that I can now play this for my family and they'll get an idea of what podcasting is about. So if you want to check it out, their website is themessengersdoc.com. Or if you want to buy it, you can just go to theschoolofpodcasting.com slash themessengers. One of the things I love to hear from people, and I should have some more coming in the future because I was asking people this at Podcast Movement. And that is, can you answer the question, because of my podcast, blank. So something happened to you, something, whatever, something in your life appeared, 
you were part of, etc., etc. And the only reason you can explain that that happened is because you have a podcast. I would love to hear your story. And so we've got one here from Devin Carroll. He does the pig, the pig. I'm telling you, my mouth is just said, look, you are over your quota for the week. BigPictureRetirement.net. Listen to this, especially listen to the end, because you're going to go, oh, I'm sure he's got a huge audience. Check this out. Hey, Dave, this is Devin Carroll from the Big Picture Retirement Podcast. We're a podcast focused on those planning for or living in retirement. And we just try to help our listeners see the big picture of retirement planning and um, help them coordinate their tax, legal, and financial plans where everything is all working together. You know, I, let me give you some background if I could. I said I'd never do a podcast. I saw how much work guys like Joe Salceha at Stacking Benjamins and Roger Whitney at Retirement Answer Man put into their shows. I already had a busy financial planning practice. I own a registered investment advisor with six financial advisors and about $240 million in assets under management and a blog on Social Security benefits that was growing and constantly needing content. Honestly, I just didn't think I had the time uh, and more on how I found that bandwidth to do it in just a moment. But fast forward to 2016, I was at FinCon, which is a conference for financial bloggers and uh, other people that produce media in that space. And I sat through a session with Brian Preston and Bo Hansen from The Money Guy Show. Uh, they were in a similar circumstance, ran a fairly large investment advisory firm, and they did this podcast, and they were killing it with their podcast. So I sat in their session, and I knew right then, I'm going to have to do a podcast. So I sent my friend back in Texarkana text that simply said, it's time for us to do a podcast. And we'd talked about this before, but honestly, I was surprised when he said, okay. And that was his response because he's a really busy guy. Uh, he has the largest elder law firm in the state of Texas, a radio show, a TV show, two full-time marketers, busy guy. But uh, he agreed to do it. He kind of knows that the space is moving this way. And so we sat down to figure out how are we going to do this. And I knew then that we were going to have to hire some folks to help us. And that may not be an option for everyone, but if we wanted to get a podcast launched and off the ground, we were going to have to create a team to help us get it done. Going back to FinCon, I met and sat through one of Steve Stewart's sessions and I knew I wanted him to do the editing and early coaching on our settings and setting up all of this stuff that was still a little foreign to me. And he was able to do all of that for me and make it really easy. And then we hired Kate Horrell to do our show notes, and she was already doing some copy editing on my blog. So by hiring those guys, we could just hit record, save it to Dropbox, and walk away. So in January of 2017, our little podcast launched, and let me tell you, we've already seen results. We just released episode 34. And frankly, we didn't really expect this. When we first launched, we sat down and talked about this. We said, okay, look, it's, it's going to get tiring. We're going to do this with no results for a very long time. You know, let, let's go ahead and decide in our minds, how long are we going to give this before we reevaluate? And we said, okay, let's give it 100 episodes. We release one episode a week. That's roughly two years. And if nothing happens, then we'll reevaluate our use of time and dollars. And it didn't take near that long. As I said, we just released episode 34. Just to give you some numbers here, 
John, my co-host, has already billed more than $10,000 as a direct result of the podcast. I've billed $6,000 and landed a new client that will exceed $20,000 in annual revenue. Those numbers tell me it's time to double down on the podcast. So there may be some that hear this and think, yeah, but I bet they have a really big audience. No, not at all. Uh, We're still really, really small. Last month, we had 4,100 downloads. On average, each episode has been downloaded 534 times. So we're still very small, but I think we're having great results. Who knows what's going to happen once the audience is larger. But needless to say, I'm really paying attention to the craft of podcasting now. Uh, Shows like yours, Dave, are fantastic. And now that I'm learning all I can about podcasting, I'm just gobbling up all your episodes and I can't thank you enough for putting this information out there. You know, one last thing, if anyone out there is thinking about starting a podcast, you know, just get started. Don't try to do it alone. If you're running a business and you're wanting this podcast to support your business, just do it. Hire the team it takes to put it in place and get it done. Dave, thanks again for the show. That is cool. So if you're thinking of starting a podcast to promote your business, to position yourself as a an expert. It seems to be working quite well for, for Devin. So Devin, thank you so much for sharing that. Again, you can find him at bigpicturetirement.net. Also, as we uh, head out the door, I appeared on the Podcast Ninja show. You can find that at uh, podcastninja.net. This is a new show about podcasting, and I was over there talking about the different podcast media hosting companies, so Podbean, Libsyn, Blueberry, et cetera, et cetera, and uh, here's a little snippet of that. There are prices for media hosts that start at five bucks, depending on how often and how frequently you're you're podcasting, and I'm like, you know, give up a Starbucks, and you've got your monthly hosting fee, and you're going to save yourself a big headache later. So thanks again for having me on. You can find that at Podcast Ninja. Net. I'll have links to that out in the show notes at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 581. Where will I be speaking next? I will be at National Podcast Power. You can find that at nationalpodcastpower.com. Now, this is a brand new event. It's in Perrysburg, Ohio. It's September 23rd. So that's next month. And speaking of September, uh, shoot, a little over a week. Uh, Podcast Minute Atlantic. I'll be doing a presentation Uh, This is on September 8th, basically in the Philadelphia area, and I'll be doing a presentation on artwork. Not so much on how to make it pretty, because I'm not a designer, but there are some free tools. So if you're ever like, hmm, what can I do to, you know, make my own artwork? And there are some tools for that. So we'll be talking about that and also be talking about the importance of making sure your artwork meets the specifications. And if it doesn't, how can you fix that? And then I believe I will be going to DC Podfest. You can find that at dcpodfest.com. And that is November 10th and 11th. And as we get ready to head out the door, I need your input by, let's see here, August 1st. That is next Friday as I record this. Is that right? No, that can't be right. That would be September 1st. See, not only is my mouth not working, apparently my brain is gone on strike as well. September 1st, because next Monday, 
It'll be September 4th is when we will do our audience participation episode. Usually it's the last week, but being the the uh, week after podcast movement, I kind of wanted to uh, keep this slotted for podcast movement reflections. I do this every year. And uh, this month, the question is, do you have a um, yeah, mm-hmm, no kind of situation? This could be someone has approached your show that has no idea what your show is. Or something that we just went, uh, yeah, no. Would love to hear that. And so far we have a couple. And so what I'm going to do, because I realize not everybody has a, um, yeah, uh, no story. I'm going to ask you, if you went to Podcast Movement, go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. And I would love to hear what your takeaway was from Podcast Movement. Was it good? Was it bad? Did you have something happen? Did you have some podcast movement magic? We were right across the street from Disney. So I would love to hear that as well. We'll combine those two. And again, just go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. If you want to email me, it's dave at schoolofpodcasting.com. Put in the subject line, um, yeah, no. And if you want to add 582, you could do that too. That is the uh, subject line. So um, yeah, no, 582. Even if it's not, if you're if you're doing a podcast movement reflections, still put um, yeah, no in the subject line. That way I can group them all together. So thank you so much for tuning in as we start to wrap things up. First of all, let me remind you that uh, I run the School of Podcasting. That's what you're listening to. Schoolofpodcasting.com. We help people start podcasts that change the world. And if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com, slash start. You can use the coupon code listener. That's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R. Had somebody asked me, they go, hey, I saw we had like 16, 17, 19 courses. Do I get all of those? And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. You get all of those. Plus you get access to a private Facebook group for networking. And then twice a month, we do live group coaching where you can just come and ask me anything. So again, go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. Use the coupon code LISTENER, and I really look forward to seeing you on the inside. This podcast, The School of Podcasting, was written by Dave Jackson. The producer is Dave Jackson. The music is produced by Dave Jackson using singers from Music Radio Creative. You can find them at schoolofpodcasting.com slash MRC. The sound engineer is Dave Jackson. The editor is Dave Jackson. The senior producer is Dave Jackson. And of course, the executive producer. Special shout out to Dave Jackson. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next week, class is dismissed. Take care and God bless. in front of me.
So I'm just going to talk at 1.5x, all right? You good with that? <laughs> it, was, uh, it was 2004 when I pushed play on an episode of The Bitterest Pill. And a six-year-old Hudson class came on and he said, My daddy will now make an announcement. And I was like, what? Then Dan came on in true Dan kind of self-deprecating way and goes, Hey, I'm Dan Klaus, former comedian, failed actor, stay-at-home dad, and I live underneath the flight path of LAX. And again I said, What? <laughs> this was someone sharing the insights into the hardest job in the world. And that, of course, is being a parent. In fact, it was a, a dual, again, a dual major, parenting and husbandry with a minor in lunch making. Dan is a true podcast pioneer. He's been podcasting since 2004. That is before the iPhone. That little six-year-old that said, my daddy will now make an announcement, is now going to college. Dan was one of the first people to try premium podcasts. He was one of the first podcasters to be featured in the New York Times. Being featured in the New York Times, this means Dan was also one of the first people to get that email from his web host that said, you need to either pay up or move. <laughs> Dan and co-author Michael Gohagen authored the book Podcast Solutions, a good book even to this day, and he's still helping people learn how to podcast as a professor now, teaching at uh, USC. Very cool. Above everything else, Dan shares cool stories of his family and his behind-the-scenes stories about the entertainment business you just can't get anyplace else. And over the years, The Bitter's Pill has made me smile, it's made me cry, it's made me think, but mostly, it's made me laugh. I loved when he referred to his two-year-old daughter as Princess Tyree. <laughs> And a few years later, when she got her first stitches, she was then Princess Trooper. And in my opinion, Dan delivered the best podcast episode ever to date. It was an episode where he shares what it was like when his uncle was murdered in a mass shooting. And for me, that was my very first ever, honest to goodness, driveway moment. It was episode 102. You can find it at thebitterspill.com. It's called Massive Murder. I highly suggest you go check it out. When Serial came on the scene in 2014, and people were like, hey, we should start sharing stories in our podcast. And I was like, hey, Dan's been doing it for 10 years. Welcome to the party, pal. <laughs> Dan was a decade. Everybody say decade. Okay. Dan was a decade ahead of Serial, creating engaging content in a box in his garage, and I gotta say it, without a team of 19 people. Can I get an amen? <laughs> so to wrap things up, for having the courage to be a podcast pioneer, for sharing the most intimate thoughts, your triumphs, your struggles, in a way that never wasted the time of your listeners, and it often left them with a smile on their face, I am pleased, I am honored to introduce the newest member of the Academy of Podcasters Hall of Fame, Mr. Dan Class. Special shout out to Steve Stewart. You've heard his name a lot this episode. Just go to stevestewart.me and in true Steve Stewart fashion, before I even asked anybody, hey, did anybody happen to record that? Steve had already re not only recorded it, uploaded it to Dropbox and shared it with me. So thank you very much, Steve. Again, find him at stevestewart.me. Thank you.